This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you'd like. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. You actually get to control the content of our website. Should you like, you can go and uh, you can put different things up there. So you find a YouTube video that thinks pretty great. You can put it up on our site. Uh, you find a news article or blog post or whatever online that you think is interesting. You submit the link over at uh, freetalklive.com and the sh- uh, submit show prep link. And then other listeners will then vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what it is that you've put forth. And you get to vote on things as well. So head on over there. Get interactive at freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it is Ian. And Julia. And Mark. All right. Toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. Last night, uh, Mark, you were not here but because uh, you take Mondays off now since you started doing the Sunday show. But uh, last night we were talking about military counter-recruiting. And, well, I mean, more, we were more talking about people who are in the military, who have been in the military and have exited the military early. Like, how did you do it? How did you get out? Because the story was about this uh, 25-year-old guy over in the U.K. who had – he was a uh, naval officer of some sort – refused to pick up a, a gun when he was ordered to do so. Naval because, officer or yeah, just in the Navy? He'd been in the Navy for a while, like for, since That doesn't age make 18. one an officer. I don't remember what his rank was. He had okay. some sort of a, a rank. Anyway, he yes, people in the navy have come with a rank, but okay, whatever. So you're just dude. Say, you don't know. He was a guy in the navy, and he'd been there for a long time, and he had changed his mind about uh, getting involved in conflict. He had come across WikiLeaks and the information about innocent people being slaughtered. Got to be got to be disturbing, and uh, that really bothered him. And it bothered him to the point where he became the third person in the history of the, I believe, the entire British military the third person in the entire history to refuse to follow such an order if i'm if i'm recalling the article last night i don't have it in front of me but anyway it was a big deal and they yeah. went after this kid uh this young man and they uh they went after him and they put him in a brig now he's going to be in that brig for 7 months and after that he's out of the military so they've you know they've essentially discharged him pending the 7 months in in brig well brig. if you've got a guy in the military that won't pick up a gun what good is he right i mean to the military right. But that was kind of what led into the discussion of well, how do you get how do you get out? What what are some of the other ways? We've gotten to get emails out? here asking us that very question, as if Free Talk Live might be uh, you know <laughs> the uh, the premier source for how to get out of the military, and I wouldn't claim to know that. But uh, we've had a lot of people just say, well, just tell them you're not going to participate. Just keep telling them no. Uh, some people have left and uh, you know right. just walked away. Well, I've got the AWOL story here because I. I had recalled it vaguely last night, and I couldn't recall the details, and so uh, the guy who was, who had gone AWOL was listening, and he uh, shot me a message over the Freekeen forum at uh, freekeen.com. So here's his story. He says, I went into the Army in 1997, just after the summer of my senior year. My dad is in the military and basically kicked me out of the house after high school. After a summer of skateboarding and drug use, I realized I had to do something. Most of my friends were either going to college or going nowhere. I didn't want to do either of those things, and I had no money for college anyway, so off to the military I went. This happens a lot to people. I mean, a lot. A lot of uh, young kids say, well, you know, I got nothing to do. The military has a plan for me, and I guess I'll take that plan since I don't have one of my own. 
um, I guess to those people, I would say, you know, McDonald's has a plan for you, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you'll get paid more initially. <laughs> and there's, uh, you know, there's a better chance. And you chance can leave for, if you decide you want to leave. There, there's right. the opportunity to leave if you decide to. There's a, probably a larger opportunity for advancement. And nobody shoots at you. Few, fewer people <laughs> shooting at you. Right. So uh, he says, my job was 11B, which is infantry, and after I got to my duty station, I realized I'd made a huge mistake. I grew up on a heavy diet of skateboarding, punk rock, uh, and and punk punk rock, so I was already pretty much anti-authority. Long story very short, myself and a friend of mine decided we had to leave. He was a little more hardcore than me, and he went first. I waited for probably a month after he left, and then I left. I cherished every bit of my freedom with days of skateboarding and more drug use. I waited (laughs) for 30 days and then turned myself in. This is the length of time that one has to wait to not be sent back to my unit. We studied the policy on AWOL extensively, so we knew what to expect. By the way, I was stationed at Fort Myer, Virginia. My job was to bury dead soldiers for a couple of years, which is one of the reasons I left. I changed hands a couple of times through different military bases and finally ended up at Fort Knox. I knew my punishment was not going to be too severe. Like I said, we'd studied the procedure on this issue. I was called So how long was this between his return and Fort Knox? Not made clear. Okay. So he was gone for a month, then came back. Okay. I changed hands a couple of times through different military bases. He says, uh, he knew the procedure. I was called a loser and a traitor for two weeks. I had to pick up garbage alongside the highways in Kentucky. All in all, it wasn't too bad. I was not in a cage. It was a barrack-style housing unit. Yeah. There were many people picked up for AWOL. The barracks were almost full of AWOL soldiers. It happens more than you know. After I processed out, I was dropped off at the airport with my DD-214 discharge papers in my hand. I received a general discharge. I was completely broke, hungry, but I was free. I'm now a master of my craft, which is auto mechanics, and it has never affected me. It was probably the best thing I ever did. You know, uh, so many people are so scared of the idea of going AWOL. I mean, because when you watched Gomer Pyle, people got thrown in jail for it. People get shot for it. I mean, there was a there was a guy in World War II, and uh, I, you know, the name isn't coming to my mind here, but he was he was court-martialed and shot for cowardice in the um, American military. Uh, wow. You know, I mean, he was basically a conscientious objector. Uh, you know, there, there's a there's a movie out of with the the guy from West Wing uh, portraying him. But um, you know, as the case may be, it's it's kind of an interesting story. And people get the impression that you get killed or you get incarcerated for going AWOL, and it doesn't seem to happen that way. Well, maybe it used to. Maybe it doesn't anymore. Sure it did. Or maybe Chris's case is special, although he seems to be pretty certain. Like he said, he studied this procedure, he knows about AWOL, he knew what to expect. And so if his case is common, and I'm not saying it is, I don't know. All I know is what he's written to me. I've never been in the military, have never studied this outside of you know, the experience I've had talking to folks. So I guess I wonder, is this common? I mean, is it like he says, it happens more often than you think. He was there with a whole bunch of these AWOL soldiers. What good is it going to do the military to put all these people in a, in a brig somewhere? Yeah, it doesn't really do them any good. And I think that that's what the, the conclusion they've come to, that, you know, that, that negative reinforcement. Um, in fact, this this is pretty much true in, in life, that negative reinforcement is not nearly as good of, as positive reinforcement in getting people to do what you want. And so you've got this, uh, you know, situation where the military is kind of a, an employer 
of last resort, and it has an employment policy that is entirely different than what everybody's used to in the in the sort of the real world. There's no place else where you can go and sign a contract and get thrown in jail for uh, uh for for not completing an employment contract. It doesn't you know it doesn't make much sense, but you know I, that that that's the way they operate. Toll free number for you if you want to share your thoughts on this. Maybe you have experience. With going AWOL, 800-259-9231, that is absent without leave, for those that don't know what the acronym is, uh, 800-259-9231. So it sounds like you can just leave, take yourself a month off, and then uh, go show back up and say, yeah, I just wanted to let you know I left on purpose. How do you think the uh, military should deal with AWOL people? I mean, should should we go back to the shooting of uh, military people that decide that the, the military isn't for them? Do you think that uh, I would think you know, only the most hardcore military person would think that. There are a lot of them, though. They, they, yeah, I mean, they the military has great PR. Have you seen those commercials? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's awesome stuff. People get uh, people just think that it's a it's an organization that's that's awesome. I mean, even some of the T-shirts. It was, so one of the things that I say on the air is the military is pil- is paid to kill people and break things. They've got that on a T-shirt. Do they? People in the military and people that support the military will <laughs> wear T-shirts that say things like that. Mm. I mean, that's how good this organization that is effectually a group of paid killers and their support staff, that's how good their PR is. So I felt pretty bad uh, recently on the Free Free Talk Live Facebook profile. Somebody had posted a request on there asking for somebody to point him to some sort of counter-recruitment material. And I said, I, I wish I knew of some. I mean, I know that the Quakers have some out there. I've looked for it in the past, but I don't have it bookmarked, and I wouldn't know exactly where to go to find it again. I mean, I, so I just recommend that he, you know, search for Quaker counter-recruitment yeah, material. Yeah, what I'd do. But really, I would sure love it if somebody had a, a kind of a liberty-based uh, counter-recruiting pamphlet of some sort that we could point folks to. I don't know of it. If you do, let us know. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. We invite you to our website. We've got a bunch of different features there, and we give them all away to you. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their websites, ours is free at freetalklive.com, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program uh, head on over to shrine.freetalklive.com. Again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com to see that and to get interactive. Uh, so 800-259-9231. If you're tired of watching the value of the dollar plummet, uh, the banks charging you fees, you want to take back control of your own money, take a look at Bitcoin. It's the world's first decentralized anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity day by day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value appears to be growing with time. Learn more at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. 
And Free Talk Live, by the way, does accept Bitcoin for contributions. You can see the Bitcoin logo up at the top right of our website or just go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com to get more details there. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Lonnie is listening in Minnesota to WNMT in the northern section. Hey, Lonnie. Yeah, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind? Enjoy your show. I just got a few thoughts on uh, AWOL. Yes, sir. Uh, in the military, if you go AWOL, that's like getting a weekend pass and getting drunk and not showing up on Monday morning. It's as common as the cold. People usually, uh, if it's a first offense, get a slap on the wrist. Second offense, you get 30 days in jail. However, if it exceeds 30 days, then it's called desertion. That's mm-hmm. a whole new ball game. Because if you're uh, uh, found guilty of desertion, that's the same as uh, betraying the country. And that's where they shoot people and so on and so forth. Well, what do you th- what do you have to say to the story from Chris, who writes in saying that he went away for 30 days, came back, and uh, they made him pick up some garbage on the side of the highway before they kicked him out with a general discharge? You know, that's pretty much the way it goes, because the new military, I was back in in the 60s and 70s, and uh, things were a lot more uh, disciplinary then. Nowadays, they just kind of administratively handle it. But I got a mystery I want to share with you. A mystery? Yeah, okay. 2,000 missing Americans in the military. In uh, 1973, I went back to Vietnam as a civilian advisor working for the embassy out of Saigon. And they took our passports away and gave us a photocopy. And they said the reason for it is there was 2,000 deserters living in Cholon, the Chinese area of Saigon. And these were actual deserters from 10 years of war who were working in the black market, dealing in drugs and so on, and then they had pretty much renounced everything, and were living down there. So they said, when you get ready to go back, we'll give you your passport back because they're worth several thousand dollars. If they knock you in the head, get your passport, they'll have their picture inserted. They'll get to escape the country and go home under your name. Oh, I see. So the passport, them taking your passport was a, a protection measure for you. Right, right. And then a year and a half later, we all seen the pictures of the helicopters landing on top of the embassy, taking the last Americans out of there. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I saw those pictures, the first thought popped into my mind was what happened to those 2,000 American young people in Cholon that were left behind when the communists took over. And I've asked the VA, I've asked several... Uh, politicians, state-level politicians, and sent letters to the government in Washington, and I have never gotten an answer what Mm. happened to them after America pulled out and the communists took over. Didn't they become extras in, uh, like, Chuck Norris films? (laughs) I'll tell you what. I don't know, but, you know, you take a 17-, 18-year-old kid who's thrown into the middle of a war, he gets scared and runs and hides in a part of town where they can't find him, he has no way of making a living, so he turns to the black market. The country deserts the country and leaves him behind, and there's never any accounting for it. Now, we mm-hmm. accounted for the people that went to Canada. We accounted for everybody under the sun, but that's 2,000 young Americans who admittedly screwed up, but they got left behind. Interesting question, Lonnie, and thanks for the uh, the call and the, the uh, thoughts tonight at 800-259-9231. You know, you may. This is also sort of brings up the same question of what about the uh, the the MIA POWs, the folks flying the flag. 
that kind of has come up to a I, to me it seems like just a uh, a solidarity thing you know like uh, you know I was in Vietnam um, it was tough you were in Vietnam it was tough you know we we haven't forgot the people that have died there that have uh, gone missing you know the that kind of thing and uh, obviously these you know these guys are you know in a different group but it just kind of you know this is it, it clearly shows the gaping hole that is this war french indochina in the souls of many americans many americans they go i mean they don't go a day without thinking about this place Hmm. because so much was uh spent there so much was lost there Uh, you know it was it was a formative experience for so many of these people and i can't i you know i i've got to only just guess at what that might be like your thoughts welcome 800-259-9231 that's the SACL CAI toll free line neil is listening in pennsylvania neil you're on free talk live with Ian, julia and mark uh hi um i uh was calling because uh, i wanted to share my my own experience with uh with getting out of the military and AWOL and all that stuff all right i'll um, tell you what neil i don't know if i'm going to be able to handle the uh, the phone line that you're on we'll try it for a little bit here but you may have to call back on a better phone okay um well, I, I was just um, I was just wanting to say that uh, that you know a lot of people uh, before me have been saying that it's it's fairly common to get AWOL, but it, you know I, it was my own personal experience, uh, just like missing formations and stuff. I, I ended up with like multiple counts of AWOL. Um, as a suggestion, I guess for anybody to uh, uh, today that's trying to get out, it must be a lot tougher today than it was when the when the war started. Um, I, I decided to to make the move out then. Um, the uh, make anyway, the move out. The, what does that mean? Like to to move out of the military in, in any week by any uh, means uh, necessary. Okay. Um, now, for my own personal experience, uh, it turns out that I had you know a company commander that was uh, sympathetic to the cause. Yeah, we're losing you. Thanks for the call. Uh, you're welcome to try back on a, on a different line. Unfortunately, uh, couldn't keep him on. Something wrong with the phone there. 800-259-9231. He's speculating that he thinks it's worse today. Uh, it wasn't really clear when Chris, who had Well, I think uh, he was saying that it's better now than it was when he was in. You I thought know, he said it was worse ago. now because he left before they went to war. Okay. Maybe, you know. Julio, did you, did you hear that clearly? No. Oh, okay. You'd think that uh, during a wartime it would be more difficult than, um, you know, with a peacetime. That's time, what he was right? saying. It was Who more cares? difficult yeah, now. makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know what the accuracy is there. Okay, yeah, okay. Chris said said he was in, it was in 1997 when he joined the Army. So that was a while back. Who knows what it's like today? If you know, 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can also bring up whatever it is that you like. There's, you know, it's a lot easier not to join than it is to try to get out, though. I always, I always feel so sad when I, like I, when I work with some young people and I hear 18-year-olds talking about joining the military because they don't know what else they should do. And gosh, if I did everything I thought I should do when I was 18 years old, I, I think I would have regretted a lot of it because you just, you just grow and you change. And I feel a lot of people regret that decision. Have you ever talked to people about that? Like, you know, try to talk them out of it? Um, yeah, I will express my personal opinion. I'm certainly not one to tell people what they should do, but I strongly advise against it. You uh, take control here. 800-259-9231. Bring up what you want. Also, coming up, the federal government has ruled on marijuana. And I bet you can guess what uh, what they're going to have to say about it. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond... 
TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. The news updates are available for you. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up. Follow us via email, Facebook, Twitter, whatever works best for you. It's all free. News.freetalklive.com. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me, Mark Edge? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event's what you want to make of it. There'll certainly be some speeches and a debate, but the boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf course, and a lot more to do. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November, but you should reserve your berth now. It's uh, getting close here, and there's just a few rooms left on the uh, ship. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. We continue with you, your thoughts about what you want. Kurt is on the line in Michigan on the amp lines. Hello, Kurt. Julia, Mark, Ian, how are you tonight? Good, Excellent. Kurt. Hey, Kurt, what's on your mind? Well, um, I'm, a, I'm a couple of weeks behind in the podcast, and uh, I'm at the point now where, where you're talking about rights and liberties, freedom, and, and definitions thereof. So I decided to start looking for definitions of liberty. Now, I had one probably about two years ago that I really thought summed it up, and it's the one I still use. But the one on dictionary.com almost, like, interchanges freedom and liberty. You know, they're, they're saying it's freedom from despotic governmental control. Mm-hmm. And, and I've always looked at freedom as being the lack of coercion. Well, isn't that pretty much the same thing? I mean, freedom from well, despotic control, yeah, but, but, freedom from coercion? True. But they're using that as the definition of liberty. Whereas, okay. Whereas the definition that I've always used and been comfortable with is the ability to make decisions within your sphere of influence without restriction. Okay. All right. I like that. Yeah. And, and it, it seems as if there's a melding of those two do definitions, and it's, it's kind of disturbing to me, you know, because freedom is a negative thing. It's the absence of something, right? Okay. In, in this case, coercion. Whereas, whereas liberty is, is kind of like a positive thing. Your ability to make decisions within your sphere of influence without restriction. Well, the without, I suppose, uh, is, is somewhat negative, but go ahead. I, I just, I wanted to make that point. All right. So, I- I don't really have anything to say to it. I think that it's uh, it's fine. I mean, I agree with it, but at the same time, I also understand why people would interchange the two and, and, and consider them uh, very similar. So I see where you're coming from. Thanks, Kurt. Appreciate the call. Thanks. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Is it something that uh, you guys get uh, you know upset about, people using those terms similarly? Uh, I use them interchangeably in my life, basically, whatever sounds good in the sentence. Nah, I agree. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. We continue here. By the way, update 
uh, on the Jim Johnson case. We talked about it. Oh, yeah, last- this is an important update. Yeah, we talked about it last night. Uh, Dale and I had just gotten back from jail. Uh, we went out to visit him. I can now go to the jail and actually visit people. My, uh, pro- you know, my, my prohibition on being on the jail property has expired, finally. And uh, last night, we didn't get a bunch of information from Jim, but it was nice to see him and kind of recap for you what, what happened to him. He's in jail uh, and we've been wondering for the past couple of weeks because he's been in well, for about 13 days now. Tell him what he went in for. I think right. He's in because he was found guilty by a jury of trespass, criminal trespass, for being on the jail property and being with me and a At dozen a protest, plus basically. other people. Yeah, having a protest in a supposedly public place. Now, and I'd also like to point out that this pro- that these protests had gone on uh, many, many. I mean, you guys were making French toast out there sometimes. I mean, you guys right. had uh, you know parties out there at the jail. At the so, old jail, then they moved to a new jail, and they all of a sudden changed how yeah. they. So uh, the were expectation was uh, it was reasonable that. Uh, they should have been there and throwing him in jail really just doesn't make any sense by the way there were other people there that were charged with the same thing some of them were found innocent i mean they weren't found innocent for not being there they were found innocent because they were found you know not to have been trespassing uh, those Correct. that were found uh, guilty of violation levels people i was one of those yeah it's really I was weird. fined uh, like a thousand dollars for that, which I didn't pay any of that to the state i paid paid some money to charity and that was accepted as satisfying the fine which is always nice when that happens for me so uh but the jim jim johnson was sentenced to a 650 dollar fine after a jury found him guilty of this trespass he was the only one of all of the dozen of us that were arrested for this trespass charge that actually went to a jury trial and when he didn't pay the fine they called him back in to address as to why he didn't pay the fine and rather than doing what has been done in the past to activists which is okay well you didn't pay the fine you're going to jail for $50 a day here in New Hampshire it's 50 bucks a day credit towards any fine that uh, that you owe to the state they'll credit you 50 bucks for being in jail just for sitting in jail you know 50 bucks a day yeah it's it's like earning money <laughs> well not really <laughs> no. but uh so they didn't do that Normally they do, and they didn't in this particular Well, they did something case. that was, as far as I'm concerned, just wholly unconstitutional. Uh, they told him to fill out a form, and af- he, they asked him you know, to pay. He said that I have no money to pay you or something like that, something that's kind of right, in and the, a little— Right, and the man of the robe then said, well, we don't know what you've got until you fill out our form. Yeah, pay, fill out this form. He says that he's not going to fill out this form. He doesn't know what the information is going to be used for, and he's not going to fill out the form. The guy held right, him in contempt. Because he shouldn't be forced to testify against himself. Right. Why should you have to fill out the government's form? Isn't that the Fifth Amendment? Doesn't it You'd mean that think. You, you don't have to give information about yourself because you don't know how the government's going to use it? It seems you pretty clear. You should have the option of filling out the form or not filling out the form. Well, he does, apparently. He can not fill out the form and sit in jail forever. Well, no. Forever? Was, that, I mean, that doesn't even make sense. Is that, are you seriously? Forever? That's indeterminate amount of time. That's is what, they what said. I found out today. That's the news today because we were wondering whether the judge was just kind of trying to play a game, an intimidation game where he made it sound like you're going to go to jail for forever unless you fill out the form. But then after 14 days, he gets released because or 13 days because 50 bucks a day, $650 that totals out to 13 days. We're now right around that 13 day mark. It's either today. Day or tomorrow that's going to be day number 13 or 14 and i happened to see the jail superintendent today because i was down at the court for other reasons i, t- I talked to him and I, I asked him about are you familiar with the jim johnson case and he said well, we kind of went back and forth for a little bit he said well let me check into it and i'll see if i can get i'll i'll uh, I'll, I'll take him out of seg because he's in segregation he's in 23 hours a day uh in segregation he gets that 
Well, there's a policy at the jail. If you get uh, put in jail for not paying a fine or if you get put in jail for contempt of court, you will be kept in segregation for 14 days. Because they just want to punish you a little more? The idea is that it will intimidate you into actually ponying up. He says that uh, frequently they'll put somebody in who owes child support money into segregation, and then all of a sudden, three days later, they come up with the money. Uh, And I don't, I don't, you know, I I think he's telling the truth. I think that's true. You know, they're putting the the screws uh, to people with this (laughs) policy. Exactly what it is. (laughs) Something darn close to torture. But. He was being very nice uh, to me, and he said, well, I'll, I'll get him out of SEG. And so he calls up one of his uh, his agents, and he inquires as to the case. And, of course, Jim's not – he's not going to miss – he's not misbehaving in there or anything like that. So they had no reason uh, to keep him in SEG at that point. So he should be getting out of SEG. That's the good news. He's going into general population where he'll be able to be visited all day, every single day for the most part, during regular visiting hours. And whereas right now, because he's in segregation, he only gets a half an hour on Mondays. That's it. Hmm. So now anybody can go visit him whenever, which would be good. But the the bad news is he checked into his status because, again, I was wondering, well, are they kind of trying to play a little game and wait wait the 14 days and then let him out and uh, just forget about the whole signing the, the affidavit because he's already spent the 14 days in jail and so therefore he's you know worked off the, the $650? That was my ultimate question. And I figured we were just going to find out over time. But since I talked to the warden, I got to find out for sure. He said he checked the file. I saw him make the call in front of me. He checked the file with his agent on the phone, and Jim Johnson is absolutely being held pending a court appearance. And the only way he's going back in front of that court is, according to the man in the robe, if he fills out that financial form. Wow. So, yeah, our friend Jim and early mover, early activist for the Free State Project is being held forever in jail. Because he didn't fill because, out a form. Because he won't. Uh, because he's trying to exercise the Fifth Amendment right that That's he right. has, and this judge is just breaking the law. And there is no recourse on these things. No, it's a contempt of court charge. You can't appeal it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control. This is free talk. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game. It's all in your browser. There's nothing to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources in a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com, use coupon code FTL, and double your mining speed. It's free. MineThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free on the site, so enjoy those on us. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. All right, so 800-259-9231. We're kind of recapping for you some of the uh, the details that I learned today uh, while talking to the superintendent of the, the local jail. We've been talking about our friend uh, Jim Johnson, local activist, uh, somebody who moved here early, early for the Free State Project. We talk a lot about the Free State Project on this show. We all moved here to New Hampshire. We all came from Florida. and Here on the air. Yeah, those of us sitting in this room. Uh, there are a lot of folks here in New Hampshire that came from all over the place, and in fact, around the world, uh, to get here to 
become active uh, to achieve liberty in our lifetime. And it is not an easy process. I, I think some people think this is going to be a walk in the park. Like, this is going to be a cakewalk. No problem. Oh, I'll just move up here and just, well, the state will just change. No, no. This is going to be a long process. They call it liberty in our lifetimes yeah. is the tagline for the Free State Project. And that doesn't mean liberty in two years. I wish it did, but no, we're, you know, we're not even close. We need hundreds more people. We need thousands more people to make the move up here. Certainly make uh, a difference. Before we'll really start to see some more significant change. It's coming. Things have changed. We're moving things in the right direction, but it's slow going. And in a case like this, where you've got an activist who is sitting in a jail cell, has been in segregation for almost two full weeks for not filling out a form in court. And he's been charged with what they call contempt. Now, anybody that's ever dealt with contempt knows what a load of BS it is. Essentially, it is, it is a power. It is an inherent power. That's the idea, at least. I mean, these are just men with guns and cages. Right. But. <laughs> there is no legal power um, if, you know, you know, just guys that don't have to, apply, to obey laws write laws down and make you obey them. I mean, that's not really... That's not the rule of law. But this is what they tell themselves. They tell themselves that it is inherent power within the judiciary to be able to have the power of contempt because the judge needs to be able to control his courtroom. And, of course, that means that he can literally control it with an iron fist. And if you do something he doesn't like within his little purview, within his kingdom, then you go to a cage and you may never come out. Some people have been held in contempt for years. It's so it's unbelievable. It's so crazy. Yeah, right. Well, I think you're right about that. I mean, people will listen to this. What? This is America. We don't do things like that around here. We don't here. throw people in prison for life for not filling out a single form. Right. But that's what they're doing. Right. And no. in violation of the Fifth Amendment. And there is no recourse, people. If there's a recourse, please tell me I'd what it is. I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear it because we can't figure it out. We don't know how to work around contempt of court. Somebody said something about a habeas corpus, but I looked at habeas corpus this afternoon. Now, I'm no lawyer, but I looked at the Wikipedia explanation for what a habeas corpus is. It's essentially asking the jailer to show his reason for keeping somebody. So you file the habeas corpus against the superintendent tenant of the jail, basically, and it's basically saying, hey, you need to come and show your reason for keeping this person there. And all he's going to do is point to the order from the judge. He's, well, here's the order. It's contempt. Hey, there's, it. your, there's your habeas. Yeah. I have delivered the body of evidence. Right. Now go away. So it's total control, and on top of everything else, I don't even know how realistic it is to, to suggest that anything can be done within the system. It certainly is no easy process. There's a lengthy paper that I looked at about contempt of court in New Hampshire, and in a lot of in a lot of places, very very similar. It basically said that the judiciary is going to kick this back into the legislature's face. If the legislature comes out and says, "All right, judges, you can't send anyone to jail for contempt for longer than a week," the the Supreme Court has indicated. Now they've never actually had to rule on this, so. It still remains to be seen the how New they New Hampshire would. Supreme Court or the, the U.S. New Supreme. Hampshire Supreme Court has indicated that they would just basically kick it back in their face and say, we're the judiciary. You're the legislature. You can't touch us. And, I, you know, you can imagine how this is true. Well, the idea is it's supposed to be three separate branches of government. And so therefore Checks and the balances, baby. It's a legislature. Just uh, like can't civics class. <laughs> so really, there's no way for them to like the legislature can't just abolish contempt of court. They didn't create it in the first place. So how do you deal with this? How do you do it? 
please. I want to hear some ideas. I have no idea what to do besides bring pressure on the judge. And I don't know if that's going to help. Right. And, and I mean, you know, if you can, if a judge can find somebody in contempt for refusing to fill out a financial affidavit, which mm-hmm. I mean, the only the only uh, sort of uh, punishment for not filling out this form is that the guy should have to pay the, the fine. But he's found Jim in contempt because of this. So my question is, can they find you in contempt for, say, wearing a red shirt? I mean, he could find you if he can find you in contempt for not filling out a form. Then he can find you in contempt for anything. They almost, and that means that anybody who walks into a court in the United States of America is subject to a life sentence. No right. wonder people don't go to these places. No wonder they don't want anything to do with these these insane madmen running around in black moos. Yep, pretty much. And the uh, the superintendent himself has no ability to control who's in his prison. He can't just look at his roster and say, oh, you, 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 and you don't belong here. Get out. He can't do that. So maybe no, that... I, I, the jailer can't kick anybody out who's in on contempt. He's, it's, it, I, nope. He has no ability to do that from what maybe I Maybe that could be a possible change. But even so, then you're still relying on the jailer to do the right thing. Um, we, ours is better here than in other places. But still, that's not going to do much good, I think, for, for most, most folks that are in jail. So what is your solution? Do you have one for dealing with contempt? Because I'd love to hear some ideas. I don't, ha- I, I don't know. I, I'm not a legal expert. I don't know what can be done. But everything I've read is basically like, yeah, you're screwed. Uh, there's nothing we can do about this. So, oh well. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Maybe there's some way of complaining about a judge and somehow getting the judge removed. Who would you complain to? Well, apparently, Other judges that don't want their power to be unseated? Right. Apparently there's some commission, which of course are other judges. Full and now judges. there's also some kind of legislative commission as well, which I guess is fairly new. They're As saying, I understand, the judges are appointed by the general court in this, uh, which is the state house, um, mm-hmm. the House of Representatives here in the state of New Hampshire, um, and that therefore the legislators have some kind of ability to recall them. But so maybe that could be done, and you could have a more even-handed judge that could take his place. But boy, what are the odds of that happening? It just seems so far away. And I can only imagine how it feels to Jim Johnson, who's currently sitting in that jail cell right now. Can only imagine. He's away from his wife. He's away from his work. He's away from his friends. And he's in 23 hours a day segregation for not filling out a form. And I'm forced to pay for all this crap. And you know, it's funny. I was talking to the cops uh, because they called uh, about four cops on JJ and I when I was making a stink again about having my recording devices taken from me. And that may come to a head uh, coming up here this Friday. But they uh, they called out these cops and, uh, and I was talking to these guys. These guys don't think I pay taxes. I don't know how that rumor got around. I mean, I don't pay federal taxes, but I pay the damn property taxes here because I'm afraid they're going to come take my house from me. But they, two, two different cops were convinced that I was BSing them when I told them I, pay, I paid their salary. They thought that I don't know. No, you, you don't pay taxes. I said, yeah, I do. I paid $6,000 in taxes. And I was just trying to get an answer out of them. My question for them was a simple one, was... Okay, they kept pointing to this order on the wall saying, well, this is why you can't take uh, recording devices in here because some man in a robe wrote this and we posted it here. And I said, well, do you follow the order above the Constitution that you swore an oath to? I just want to understand. Is the Constitution the highest law of the land or is it the man in the robe who writes stuff down on a piece of paper? 
Which which one is it? That was all. That was pretty much the essence of my question for them, and they refused to answer it. Well, like we're not going to argue with you. We follow this order. Well, no, no, no. I want a responsive answer to this. Is there anyone who can give me a responsive answer? No. There's nobody here who's authorized to speak for the sheriff's department. I ended up talking to the captain of the sheriff's department later, and he did basically say, yeah, um, he's going to do whatever the men in the robe say, and if you don't like it, you can challenge it. But how the hell are you supposed to challenge it? How do you challenge contempt of court? I don't, you can't. They don't want you to be able to challenge it. That's the point. Is these people want to these these public servants want to provide you with no service whatsoever. That's right. Just go and ask your government for some service and you'll find out exactly how much they wish to right. serve. I just want a damn question answered. That's all. Oh, they hate answering questions. Yeah, they sure do. It was just off it's just awful. And I swear to you, I don't know how much longer I can take it. I really don't. Plus coming up on Friday, and what I mean by that is I might stop actually paying Bring taxes at some point. I mean, come on. I'm not getting service. I can't even get questions answered by these people. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But coming up Friday morning, there's going to be a memorial for the guy that burned himself alive out in front of that same courthouse. Yeah. And uh, JJ, who's on, uh, on with us Thursday nights, he's promised the court staff that he's going to show up with the camera crew to violate their camera ban. So we'll see what happens then. We're coming up Free Talk Live. Hour 2's next. You already know that you can support Free Talk Live and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund by starting your Amazon or New Egg shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But did you know that you can also spend bitcoins at Amazon or New Egg? That's right. Start your Amazon or New Egg shopping at spendbitcoins.com, and you can buy just about anything with bitcoins. So if you're using fiat currency, start all your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But when you want to spend bitcoins, start all your bitcoin shopping at spendbitcoins.com. That's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Coming up, Julia is going to tell us about a disturbing development over in the U.K. about their educational system. Uh, Of course, we will take your calls about whatever's on your mind, 800 Two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is uh, the uh, the SACL CAI toll free line. But let's see. There was at least one other thing that I wanted to relate. Oh yes. So I was talking to these sheriffs uh, today. And for those of you just tuning in, I had a somewhat of an odyssey at the the courthouse. Thankfully, didn't uh, didn't get arrested. And I was talking to one of these sheriffs about enforcing bad laws because I was trying to get – I finally got an answer from one of them about whether or not the Constitution is the highest law because they, they all agreed that they uh, had sworn an oath to uphold the Constitution. Of course, what does an oath mean if you know, it's all overridden? If nobody by, obeys it, right? right. If, if the culture of the organizations that uh, swear oaths to the Constitution is such that nobody in the organizations uh, you know, uphold that oath. Yeah, exactly. And so I did finally get the uh, the answer from this police captain or the sheriff's captain where he essentially admitted that, uh, yeah, he's going to do whatever the man in the robe says. It's not his job to question it. 
It's not his job to ascertain whether or not it is or is not a constitutional or lawful decision by the man in the robe. He's just going to do whatever. So I asked the inevitable question. I said, well, does that mean that you would have done whatever was ordered when, like, let's say, would you have arrested Rosa Parks for sitting at the front of the bus? And he didn't exactly say yes, but essentially his answer was, well, if it was the law at the time, then I would have, you know, I probably would have done that. And I said, so the same thing for slaves in the, you know, the late 1800s, escaped slaves. You would have, well, if it was the law at the time. Not exactly late 1800s, but well, okay. Yeah, whenever it was. Mid. Mid 1800s. But, but uh, mind you, they, it was practically, uh, you know, black people in this country after the Civil War weren't much freer than they were before. Yeah. So essentially he admitted, yeah, I would have done as I was told because to him, it's not his job to think. It's not his job to actually be a check because we're told in government school that, well, there's three branches of government, kids. There's the judicial branch, the legislative branch, and the executive branch. And the reason our government works so well is because they're working against each other. There's checks and there's balances. It's adversarial, kids. Right. Except these people in the executive branch are basically saying, yeah, I don't think about what I'm told to do. So I just do whatever it is that uh, that I'm told. It doesn't matter to me. Later on, he said, well, things have changed. Well, yes, they have. And I said, wouldn't you like to be part of that change? Wouldn't you be why don't why wouldn't you want to be somebody who does the right, right thing? If the system was unjust at one point, don't you think it's possible it's unjust now? I mean, if there's a guy who's going to your courthouse and setting himself on fire out front, like this is an indication for the slow folks that maybe there's a problem with your customer service level here. If your customers are coming out in front of your building (laughs) and setting themselves on fire, maybe you people are really, really bad at your jobs. Well, I'm sure they all tell themselves that that it wasn't their fault. I wonder how many of them went went home that night and... and and actually had a conscience, actually felt guilty. You Gosh, know. I don't know. That's a great question. They sure don't want to let on that they have con- uh, consciences. I mean, I know well, they do. Well, a conscience is a liability in that job. I know they do. They're humans. I mean, I saw one of them at the grocery store. We were at the grocery store uh, today. He's walking around with his kids. He didn't wave at me when I waved at him, though. No, he gave you a very dirty look, Yeah, actually. <laughs> so, oh, God, it's just so frustrating. We've got a long way to go. Anyway, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. All you have to do is think. You look at what they're, you're told to do and you say, oh, well, hmm, I swore an oath to this document that says uh, freedom of speech and freedom of the press shall be involved be preserved. I mean, it should always be there. We should do whatever it takes to preserve the freedom of the press and freedom of speech. Oh, this is a document from this man in the robe that says I must arrest anybody uh, for contempt of court that has a recording device in the court. Okay, clearly that is a violation of the Constitution. No, sir, I will not enforce that. I, I think that the way to do it, if, if you see it as a job, and you just follow your boss's rules. I mean, because when I go to work, there's certainly things in the handbook that are not followed that the manager's okay with not being, you know, and I just do what my manager tells me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think if you think of, you know, if they go to work every day and they think of it as just a normal job, I just do what my boss tells me. You know, that's how they that's how they get by. That's exactly what it, uh, it happens. Um, there's no doubt about it. But, you know, try to imagine for a second that you're one of these low-level executive branch uh, employees or you're a bailiff in the the judicial system. Maybe that makes you a um, a part of the judicial system. I don't know what bailiffs are. But try to imagine if you're one of these little little cogs in the uh, machine Mm -hmm. 
and you try to enforce the Constitution. Judge, I'm sorry, you can't tell these guys to, uh, um, you know, that they can't carry cameras in the courtroom. That's unconstitutional. I'm afraid that if you try to enforce that, I'm going to have to arrest you. What? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, All this of a sudden, is, your hours get cut to nothing. And this is the nonsense that so many conservatives believe, that the government is there to protect your rights. That the government can somehow protect your rights. That the government is, is – is, that even – that this is an organization that's good at this. Now, maybe there could be a government that, th- that could be good at this, but you can't – Please point to one that has been, because at, up to this point, protecting rights. the United States government, which may have been that one of the premier experiments in this arena, has devolved over the course of 230-something years or whatever it is into what we have today. So therefore, you have a system that is inefficient and not very good. Also, I would, uh, you know, for conservatives that believe that there was more freedom in the past, you also have to understand that that statement is really offensive to a lot of people. Like black people, like black people, women, Indians, Chinese women, you know, Chinese people who, uh, you know, were all all these all these folks. So, yeah, I I would say that there's been some uh, decrease in freedom for people who are, say, white over 21 and landowners. You might be able to make that argument. (laughs) I I guess, uh, you know, people would decide that I fit into that category and perhaps I should just advocate for the freedom of those people. I don't know. But that seems kind of offensive to me. Toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. But all the bad news isn't coming from the United States. Julia is going to share with us something here from the U.K. about uh, the world of education. Yes, I, I got or this government indoctrination. out of the, uh, the Sydney Morning Herald, which that's Australia, isn't it? Is, it is, yeah. For some reason, I could not find a story from England on this, but Australia has all kinds of reports. Well, it's, sometimes it's one of those things where, why are they going to report on right. it in uh, in Great Britain? Same with uh, U.S. media. They're not as critical of the, the government here. That, that's why. So this is out of Australia, uh, but, it, it, but it takes place in London. Teachers in England are being told to use force to physically control any unruly pupils under a back-to-basics crackdown on bad behavior in schools that's considered back to basics now i guess well i would say that that is back to yeah. back to uh it's back there's no doubt about that i don't know if it's basics it's certainly base <laughs> staff in england should use reasonable measures to remove disruptive children from classrooms break up fights and prevent pupils from attacking teachers or classmates you know, I think that there's a certain. Um, I think there's a there's a role for using some kind of physical, uh, you know, for, if you want to call it force. Physical. Uh, if somebody is attacking you, I would say that you at that point in time, it's self defense for you. But, you know, to somehow calm mm-hmm. the situation down. Two, Maybe not sock them in the face, but if you get uh, two third graders that are going after each other in your classroom, it seems to me that you can uh, probably insert yourself in between them without, uh, you know, violating any rules. But I have a problem with. Teachers say being able to spank uh, or wrap somebody on the knuckles with a ruler or something like that. I have a problem with that. Well, the new guidance yesterday, uh, it was published yesterday, says that it may not always be possible to avoid injuring pupils while restraining (laughs) technique. Yeah, the quotes in this are just the quote is good. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, some schools at present times uh, have no touch policies that uh, to avoid being sued by parents, but now the new guideline explicitly bans these policies, so they're banning no touch policies. Mm-hmm. Um, so and- this is, um, you know, here's here's one of the problems that I have is that uh, you know public schools are so large and they're required, sort of by law, because everybody's forced to pay into them. They're required to take every 
uh, you know, deranged lunatic that is out there. Yeah. And this is the problem. I mean, if you're if you're dealing. If, if, if this was the private school that I went to and a teacher was having a discipline problem, there it would immediately be dealt with, and it would be dealt with with the parents. All right, there's more coming up here. Your thoughts are welcome about force in the classroom, 800-259-9231. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. We invite you to our website. You may get interactive there in various different ways, and you'll find that it's all for free. You can go to freetalklive.com to do so, and you'll find listening options like live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version. They're available around the clock, uh, so you can listen to the latest episode any old time you want to, free over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's actually also where you can go to uh, learn more about the great radio stations that carry the show throughout the week, 108 of them throughout the country at various different times. Get the details at listen.freetalklive.com. Also, learn about our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, our KU Band free-to-air channel, and the webcam, the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Plenty of ways for you to get Free Talk Live into your ears, uh, of course, archives as well. Uh, go to listen.freetalklive.com. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com, they're family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. Some prices are so low they can't even be mentioned. You can go there and browse their huge selection of all kinds of name brands regarding uh, all the sort of camping, hunting, and shooting gear that they have over there. You can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. That's FTL as in Free Talk Live. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Let's continue here. We'll get back to more details about what's happening in the U.K., but we're going to go to your phone calls first. 800-259-9231. The news, briefly, is that the, the U.K. is basically saying, yeah, we're going to go ahead and go back to uh, beating kids in school. Uh, but first, let's talk to Ron listening in Indianapolis, WXNT. Hello, Ron. There's no discipline in the public schools, period. There's nothing. There's nothing you can do. They require you to let every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the school. Yep. Regard- Some of them have criminal backgrounds have been convicted of crimes and are still coming to your classroom. You but don't you think do they should, though? I mean, but wait wait just a second. Um, consider this. The parents of kids with criminal backgrounds have to pay property taxes. Shouldn't those parents get free school or government school or whatever you want to call this, this well, uh, misanthropic that organization to, that we have out there? That goes back to freedom. Your rights, your rights in where you know, they infringe upon mine. Well, then, and they then, upon the then you think that public school, then, then what you're saying is public school is uh, that in and of itself is an infringement upon freedom and shouldn't exist? No, I think that the education system, when you have disruptive students, should be eliminated from the classroom. Well, I, I, so <laughs> do you understand that uh, the public schools teach things that I don't like? 
And they also, te- they also, um, you know, they, they send middle class kids uh, to the school that, uh, you know, their families drive better cars, live in bigger houses, but the money's taken from me and my kid. Don't you think that's an infringement of, uh, on freedom? Isn't that uh, your free- their freedoms ending at my nose? Well, don't get me started on vouchers. I would prefer that my tax dollars be given a voucher and I send my what kids What if I've got no kids? Why in the world should I send your kid to school with vouchers if I've got no kids? Um, you shouldn't. There you go. Okay, so then you do agree that there shouldn't be any government. So the problem is government school. Absolutely. There right. we go. If you want to bring it down to a nutshell, but that's the environment we live in right Indeed. now. Indeed. And if you want to bring that nutshell, then one comment you made earlier, if I can just for a second, was, well, when you were in school, that the discipline would be solved immediately by bringing the parents in. The problem is the parents don't give a shit. And make oh, we've got to let you go. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from me. Can't let you say that stuff on the Can't radio. say the S word. Although Sorry, he's right, dude. the parent um, sometimes parents don't care when it comes to public school, but you kind well, of you kind of they're kind of uh, pushed into that. Uh, they're told, you know, don't worry, we'll take care of your kid from breakfast, lunch, sometimes dinner. Yeah. Um, you know, just give them over here and we'll take care of it. It's no a wonder. very nice babysitting agency. That's what it is. That's exactly what public school is. Public school is a babysitting it's expensive. Ba- expensive babysitting organization so that women can go to work. It's another way that uh, so they can pay taxes. So that they can pay taxes. It's right. just that much of a big you know, sucking sound as government pulls wealth out of the uh, the marketplace. Right, and it's really good for all the people that uh, you know are administrators and stuff. They yep. get like eighty thousand, hundred thousand bucks a year. I went to a private school. I think it had a thousand students at it. I believe there were three administrators. That three, like, is it? You think that's not that many? Or I felt like uh, I felt like it was pretty small. Yeah, that seems like plenty. You know, there was the there was a principal, two vice principals, maybe I guess there was a, a secretary in each building. Five, I guess. Was there a lot of uh, behavior problems there? A lot of um, they used paddling, and you know, oh, it, it was uh, you're talking about uh, kids from sort of homogenous uh, backgrounds, so you didn't have uh, maybe some of the the, the issues. Mm-hmm. You weren't going to have uh, some of the class issues that were going on, or parents that didn't care as much. I mean, obviously, these are the, uh, the sons and daughters of uh, politicians, uh, right? Because uh, they're smart enough dentists. not to send their kids to the government school. Yeah. But this was a private school, so parents, they, you know, the paddling, if they didn't like the paddling, they can withdraw them. They could with- certainly withdraw them. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you what the policy was. I'm sure that if uh, my parents told- signed whatever piece of paper that said that you could paddle my kid if you want to. I'm sure that that was the case. But here, if you don't want to... This is with- public school. Well, right. With a government school, if you don't want your kid to get paddled and then- you can't afford to put them in a private school... And you aren't able to jump through whatever the hoops are to homeschool, because in some places homeschooling can be very difficult compared to others, then you're pretty much SOL, right? Because right. If, you try, if you try to take your kids out of the government school, they're going to come after you. They're, they're going to come after you and threaten you because they're going to say that you know, you're encouraging truancy or whatever. You're, you, know, you, you need to have your kid in school or else if you don't have your kid in our school, we're going to put you in a cage. So exactly either, what they'll do. It's either you let the school use violence against your kids, or you get violence used against you, and yeah. then they take your kids from you. A lot of poor people um, have done a very – people that really want to send their kids to private schools can generally do that. Uh, there's uh, – you know, private schools will often have voucher, you know, vouchers, but uh, scholarships. scholarships and things like that. If you really want to, you can, but the government fosters this, hey – you know, the government will break your legs and then hand you a crutch. The government is the crutch. Most people that uh, that I've talked to 
feel who feel like they can't send their kids to private school just feel like it's too much. They feel I and see they're already coming. paying for the right. the government school, so, so you get to pay like, twice. Well, don't yeah. use the term poor then, because those people aren't poor. Those people are lower middle class to middle class. Mm-hmm. Middle class people can't afford uh, you know private school these days. And yeah. you know when they say too much, it's about um, it, it's about values. It's about things that they've chosen for themselves, and that's fine. You can choose whatever you want. I don't care. But at my house, my wife stays home. And it's not because I told her you've got to do this. It's because we talked about it initially before we ever had kids. And we said that this is the way we want to raise kids and a kid. And that's what we've done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, are there sacrifices? You betcha. Are there advantages? You betcha. We've made choices in our life that that's what we're going to do. And we save a lot of money on, uh, you know, lunch. She makes the the lunches and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, there's there's money to be saved. She's not running. She doesn't have to have a wardrobe for for work. She doesn't have to spend all that money driving back and forth. Um, I I have a friend who just got a job for eight fifty an hour. She has to drive twenty five miles to get to the job to work eight hours. At that kind of pay after taxes, I don't know why you're going. Great point. So, Julia, there's uh, is there more to this story out of the UK? Uh, a little more. It says that the changes um, are because uh, the balance and power of schools has swung too far towards pupils in recent years. According to figures, major assaults on staff reached a five-year high last year. Forty-four teachers were taken to the hospital with serious injuries. Why? Uh, what I'd like to know is why people think that's happening. Like, what, what's the motivation? Why is it that kids are attacking teachers? Kids are worse now. Yeah, that I think it would be an answer someone would give. I don't know if I believe that. Why do you think that's happening? 800-259-9231. And Julia, you uh, were in training for a while to be a teacher, yes. so maybe you could speculate on that. In moments, 800-259-9231. Of course, your thoughts are certainly welcome. Why would kids be attacking teachers more today than ever in the past? It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. Maybe you are somebody who believes that violence should be used in the classroom. And the problem with, uh, with that is that if I'm somebody who doesn't believe that, then only one of us gets our way when it comes to the government school system. We'll continue to talk about government schools here in a moment. 800-259-9231. But first, guns. <laughs> Ruger has some exciting offerings for this model year. The LC9 is a slightly larger cousin to the very popular LCP. As a matter of fact, I got to see one of these things. I was at the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance's uh, uh, Liberty Dinner, which they do as a fundraiser once a year. I was emceeing that event. It was pretty awesome. And one one of the 
uh, what do they call it? Silent auction things, the blind auction, the uh, the deaf auction. I'm not sure. Silent what. auction, yeah. yeah the mute auction, whatever that thing is. Uh, they they had one of these things was a Ruger LC9, and it's you know an awesome little thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, they had you know some kind of trigger guard thing on it where yeah. you couldn't just pick it up and start mowing people down. But it was you know cute, cute uh, little cute. <laughs> handgun. Was it pink? It was not pink. No. <laughs> Um, although the person who won it uh, was a, was a woman, so perhaps there are people who can do that for you. They'll, Paint your guns. Yeah, they will. Yeah. They do. It's pretty awesome. It's compact. It has numerous safety features. A three dot sight system. Ruger always has, always will mean rugged. The Ruger LC9, the next handgun you must own. Made in America, made for you. Ruger dot com. If you've uh, been listening to the show, you can hear the ads in between. There's also the um, the crossbreeds uh, holster. Yeah, you, they, they've got a little holster where you can you know get this and it's uh, hidden on you. So concealed carry holster. All right, toll free number eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. More about schools in a moment. You can bring up what you want. Let's talk to Chuck listening in. Illinois at WGGH in Marion. Hello, Chuck. Yeah, we're on mon- the Monster Radio down here. Yep, Monster but, Radio. I just want to tell ahead. you. I just want to tell you. You guys got a great program, Thanks. but you know, I think we need to go back to the draft. We've got all these <laughs> kids that that are doing. You know, they do the video games and everything else, and they want to learn how to pe- kill people. I don't think no that's work true. Ethic. They have no work ethic. I they're agree with that, but they're not allowed to and, work. Well, they would be if they were drafted. They they would learn how to work real quick. Well, now, what makes you think working for the government teaches you how to work? I mean, my uncle, uh, who is what sixty now thereabouts, um, said that he was in the air force for I think it was two years or four years, and he just barely retained his ability to work after having been in there. So you may well, very well ruin a generation of people with this draft. My I don't dad know. said I that went in, I went in in sixty six. 1966, I'm went here. to Vietnam for two years, uh-huh. and uh, I, I was up for the draft. It, it, you know, that that doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> and we've got so much uh, uh, of this this population now that has no work at, work ethic. Well, what shouldn't isn't that an argument people. for making public school worse? Though, I mean, shouldn't we make public school oh, terrible public- because that which doesn't kill them <laughs> will make them stronger? Right. The problem that we have with the school t- uh, the system is the teachers' union. The I think that the teachers' union, union certainly has uh, has some issues. I saw a quote recently by a uh, teacher union advocate guy who said that the the day I'll adv- start advocating for students is the day they start paying union dues. Exactly. Well, the thing of it is, the only one that makes any money in the union dues is the union people, and they vote how they want, not how the teachers want. And we're getting off on another tangent. But well, we've got a let's, major well, problem. Okay, then let's go back off. to the draft then. Uh, I am just shocked that somebody would even say something like that. Have you Have you ever been in the service? Thank goodness, no. No, but I was okay. in prison for nine years. And I, there were people in prison that would say things like, everybody uh, should go through prison for three years. And I was in prison for nine years. Would you Would you agree with that then? Oh, my God, no. Well, then how come it matters whether or not I've been in the military service? Uh, it depends to... on which way you're going. My gosh, if you're in the prison for nine years, I'm sure you've learned a lot of neat stuff. I did. So you believe and that it... the military is the only place people can learn discipline? Give me an example of where else they're going to learn discipline. 
Well, they could learn. They don't it. learn it in the schools. Well, I, well per, perhaps uh, it's up to the parents. Okay, hold on just a second. The well, government the parents, schools. The wait a second. The government away. schools couldn't teach them discipline, but the government military can. Well, how about how about we get back to the Bible and they go to a private school? Well, I think that every I think that all schools should be private, and I think that private schools that wish to teach the Bible should be able to do that. I find Amen. it very offensive that people that want to see prayer in school have to pay to send uh, people to school that where they don't have prayer. I think that that's wrong. Amen. I'm with you. Did you learn that in prison? That's um, wonderful. No, I didn't learn that in prison. I, I guess I learned that <laughs> afterwards. Maybe. All right, Chuck. Let, let me let me see if I've got this straight. So you would agree with us where we would say there shouldn't be government schools, right? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, they're look at they're a waste of time right now. Why would you think there needs to be a government military? Well, who who is who is giving you the ability and the freedom to speak on this radio right now? Not the military, it's our sir. Military. Not oh, the military. Yes, sir. How is it? How is them going over in Afghanistan and killing innocent people at a wedding party giving me the freedom to speak on oh. the radio? Where are you getting this political garbage? You don't oh, believe that happened? Do you want to pretend like they're okay. not kill, killing innocent people over there? How about, a, it, how about a helicopter oh. gunship gunning down a Reuters, uh, uh, a Reuters reporter? Hey, let me tell you something. I flew gunships. Uh-huh. And uh, sometimes things get in the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, well, what we They only get in the way well, when people are willing to fly at, them. Look at what are you doing if you're reporting? He was out, he got right in the middle of the report. Now, so actually, in, in this case, if you if you've seen uh, the collateral murder video, you'll realize that actually the gunship opened up on a father and his son in a minivan. You know what? I've seen that video. Yeah. I've seen the video. What was he doing there? He was. He what lived are they there doing in Baghdad. There? What What is the United States military he, doing there? Is the question I'd like zone? you to answer. Was he in a war zone? It, the whole country's a war zone. Well, there you have it. Look, sometimes hey, sometimes you gotta you break know. a few eggs to make an omelet. Yeah, it's right? okay to it's okay to you know. <laughs> see, you know, if somebody broke into my house and stole my TV set, or or but let's make it even worse. They killed my kid. They slit his throat, and then he's and running down the street. Him. And I take a gun and I go out on the street and I shoot at him. But some of those bullets hit other people. Have I committed murder? And neither did the guy that, that blew the van up. Well, you're wrong according to the law. And it's interesting that the uh, government organization that will hold you and I to a level of murder. You don't think that shooting people by accident is murder? Well, wait a minute. You you understand there is a different level. We, we're talking about laws here in the United States and laws in Afghanistan. In an Afghanistan, your, your young lady would not walk down the street without having a rag over her head. So it's okay to kill these people? They're lesser somehow? I'm, no, I'm not saying that. I'm I, not saying that. I'm pretty but, clear that there's you know, some cultural differences. If you differences. happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, I, lightning I will I hope strike. they don't write that on your, on your tombstone. Oh, they won't. So they tell won't. me, was it the U.S. military? I'm a How does, so My can, Lord, I'm a realist. Chuck, uh, you sound like you are somebody who <laughs> just is a little confused. You believe that the government is is terrible at educating, but yet is okay at protecting people, and that somehow oh, the government well. is is protecting your freedoms is absolutely absurd. I'll give you one example where the U.S. National Guard was used to go around and disarm people after Hurricane Katrina. Did you uh, were you aware of that? I was, and you know who brought them on? Obama. 
Huh? No, nope. Katrina Hurricane was during Katrina the Bush was, administration. Right, that was the Bush administration. But it doesn't matter who was in charge of the government at that time because they would do the same thing yeah, today. They do it. They do it no matter who was in charge. You, so I just want to oh, just want to address the issue. This has nothing to do with left or right. This has to do with what you were saying about the well, your military gives you freedom. Well, did they take the freedom from those people to have firearms, or did they give them the freedom to be defenseless? Well. You folks are, are are going to find. I mean, my life is pretty much over. I'm 65 years old. I got a few more years, Chuck. But you're going to be right in it. That is not a and responsive answer to my question. I'm. I was simply asking you whether or not you could understand what happened there. Do you Do you understand that the U.S. military disarmed U.S. Uh, people? Absolutely. And you're okay Absolutely. with that? Absolutely. No, I'm not. Okay. Absolutely not. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Don't tell me that they're protecting freedom. They'll follow whatever orders they're told to do. It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of these airwaves. 800-259-9231. We've been talking about education, government-run indoctrination system, uh, the UK changing the rules and making it so teachers can use force with their kids. And actually, Julia, Julia, you're going to give us some of the actual rundown here in a little bit as to what the new rules specifically are. Uh, we'll get to that. 800-259-9231. But first, I want to tell you about spending bitcoins. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about uh, bitcoins lately. You can buy them. You can sell them. You can accept them for your products and services. But what do you do once you have them? Why, you can spend them, of course. SpendBitcoins.com. It's a website that allows you to spend them all in one place. From SpendBitcoins.com, you can spend your Bitcoins at major online retailers such as Amazon, Fishpond, Barnes & Nobles, Memory Dealers, and many more retailers. They're being added every day. When you want to spend Bitcoins, go to SpendBitcoins.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Real quick before we get back to your calls, I don't feel like we really addressed the issue of the draft sufficiently during that last call uh, let me uh, yeah when when chuck suggested that the best thing we could do is have the draft and that would uh, instill some back. discipline in kids then um you know then one would ask oneself then why did that generation that was drafted raise kids that are so bad now um, i mean obviously the military didn't teach them discipline if they couldn't instill it in their kids but whatever i'd say that no good american no good american supports the draft Here's why. Let me read the 13th Amendment, the United States Constitution, to you. It says, Section 1, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for a crime, whereof the party would be duly convicted, shall exist in the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. So, anyone that would advocate for involuntary servitude, and that's the draft, it's involuntary, and they call it service, they call it military service, so one in military service must be in servitude. Mark, it's not involuntary servitude when we do it. Well, right, that's the suggestion here. 
but they're talking about any place shall exist in the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. It's pretty clear. Now, the government will always make little outs for itself. It loves to do that mm-hmm. because it's an organization of people that claim that they're outside of the law. Just see how they act. See how they operate. But to advocate for this is to advocate for slavery. Right. And how bizarre of a juxtaposition to suggest, on one hand, that you believe the military is protecting freedom. And then on the other hand, to say everyone should be enslaved to the military. What a crazy juxtaposition. Yep. 1-800-259-9231. My dad was in the military, and I was raised in a family that hated the military. My dad and mom were opposed to it. They always said if there was a draft, they would send us to Canada. So my dad was in the military. He said that when he got out of the military, he was the opposite of disciplined. He was an alcoholic, Mm. and he was a loser with no job. Yeah, you know, and and if Chuck had a good experience in the military, I'm glad. I want him. I'm glad that he had a, a good experience in the military. But that doesn't mean that it's going to be a good experience for everyone. My uncle said something similar that it almost just about broke him. Your he, thoughts are welcome. He mentioned also that that one of his arguments for it was that people don't have work. Kids don't have work ethics, mm-hmm. and I would say that that is because there are so many restrictions on getting jobs that no At one wants age. to hire young kids. Yeah. Right. You it, can't, even though it's legal to work at 14 or it's 15, a pain. you really can't find jobs at that age because, like you said, there's too many. You can't, like, if you're the manager, you've got to let the kid off every two hours for like a 15 minute break, and then they've got to have a half hour they have or an to hour. Have a hug and a snack and yeah. a nap. And, and, and you know, it's just crazy. <laughs> you wouldn't, I mean, who wants to have uh, <laughs> <Nap you know>, time? <laughs> I mean, it's not, Don't give them ideas, Mark. I'm please. serious. When I was working at Burger King as a kid, and this was in 19, the mid 1980s, mm-hmm. uh, they, they had all kinds of rules for people that were under the age of 18. I know, I hated them. That I didn't had, have, that, that weren't for people over the age I, of 18. I had to deal with that crap at Kmart when it was my first job. I mean, I, I worked with my mom at her store when I was really young, but my first official job in the corporate world was working for Kmart. And it really pissed me off as a 16-year-old that I wasn't allowed supposedly to operate the like the the baler in the back uh, the back of the store where they put all the cardboard boxes and there's this huge crushing thing that you flip a switch and it crushes down all the boxes. Swishes teenagers. Well, right, because I'm you know unable to make the decision to handle myself uh, in a safe manner around this at age 16, but at age 18, it's all okay. Uh, or there was also the mandatory breaks, which really upset me. There's because- mandatory hours people can work too. Um, Where you can't work past a certain right, time of night. You can't work past a certain time of on a day. school night. Which, I mean, I think most parents would disagree with that. Here in New Hampshire, there actually isn't a law on how late kids could work. But obviously, parents have a concern with their kids getting home late. I don't really see a... You well, know there's what still I mean? federal laws and things like that. Right. But there are very strict state laws here in New Hampshire and in every state about how many hours a week they can work, mm-hmm. how many hours, like a shift they can work during school. During the, I mean, there's right. so many and different laws. Whatever it's the, really hard to know them all and to be aware of them all. We had, we had to have classes on these. Like, I mean, once every three months, like, don't forget these laws. We had to have Jeez. them on special sections of the schedule so we could remember that these kids, you know, had special rules. Right, and so they pain. couldn't just leave if they felt they were being mistreated. And this was the 16 and 17-year-olds. We wouldn't hire 14 and 15-year-olds because it was way worse. And yeah. it was just too much of a pain. Let's go to you. Your thoughts. Kramer's on the line listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Hello, Kramer. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight, Kramer? Well, I, I've been listening, and I hear everything you're against. I don't hear what you're for. Freedom, baby. Freedom. Well, how do you how, how do you get freedom? Define freedom for me. Well, freedom is the ability to live your life how you want, as long as you aren't doing uh, damage, uh, harm to another human being. So, yeah, you should okay, be able to so, do whatever you so, want. So, let me ask you a question: yeah. If I do harm to somebody else, 
then what's the next step? What, well, what recourse do you have? Well, ideally, you should be brought to uh, some form of justice, uh, preferably some kind of a uh, you know market-based uh, justice system where there's actually competition in justice rather than a crap can monopoly system that we currently have today. And ideally, well, I, you should well, be paying restitution. I'm going to answer your how question. Do you, how do you add a, okay, okay. Uh, ideally, you should be paying restitution to your victim, unlike the crappy system today where the victims are victimized twice. First, they're victimized by the victimizer, by the criminal, and then they're victimized by the people calling themselves government to force them to pay to put the criminal in a jail cell. The criminal should be, again, paying back his victims uh, rather than paying fines to the state that don't actually end up going to the victim. Okay, so I murder you. You never get paid back. Mm, well, there are family, there are family members, there are business associates, there and there's are... also a place. I mean, there, I think there need to be places for people that cannot, uh, you know, comport Live themselves. What's that? Well, live in society, child pedophile, rapist, right. For people, uh, mass murderers, those, okay. Yeah, there are okay, dangerous so. people that shouldn't be among other human beings. But for the most part, people in jails, like the federal prisons right now, I think it's like 70 or 60% of the people there are there for nonviolent drug crimes. So, I mean, you really have a whole lot of people behind bars in this country that don't belong there. Wouldn't you agree? Well, and I, I'm a hardcore conservative, but I'm also the guy that also says I, I think that they should stop the war on drugs tomorrow. It's ineffective. I don't think it works. Right on. I think I think it costs too much money. But with that being said, I think that you have to have rules in place and you have to have people that enforce them. And there's no free market ability to do that. Because I don't think that's true. Free- that's a, you're making a, a flat statement. I don't know that that's true. There are but all you're kinds a flat of flat statement saying there should be. What should be what? That, well, you're saying that 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 the system that's currently in place does not work at all, and it should go to a free market system. No, I think that it works. I mean, if you compare it to the other systems that are out there, it is, uh, you know, I mean, it's the what eighth to thirteenth freest uh, system in in the world um, compared to, you know, if you're comparing sort of uh, financial liberties, it's difficult to to quantify social freedoms. But I, you know, I'm not saying the United States is the worst country in the world, and I don't know where you would have gotten that. Um, I just quoted the Constitution. But the at the same time, the suggestion that you don't want to make it any better probably doesn't work in the same way that the guy who invented, uh, say, fuel injection probably didn't hate cars. He probably just wanted to see them function better. Well, you're absolutely right here. It'd be great to have it function better. But I don't know how you would do that in a free market system. Well, that's that's Explain a good that that's me. a fair I mean, statement to make. That. I didn't know either. It took me a while to wrap my mind around it. I found a great book called The Market for Liberty, which you can actually download in its entirety for free in both PDF and audiobook form. I thought it was so great. I turned it into an audiobook and it's available free over at book.freekeen.com. Uh, that's book.freekeen.com. It took me a couple of reads through the sections on market justice and market police uh, protection. No one has said on this show that there shouldn't be rules. And I don't think any of this stuff is going to occur overnight. No. But you would agree that the judicial system is screwed, right? No, I, I don't. I think I think that what the judicial system is is I think that it's, it's played. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Ooh. I think it's played by the system. It's what by the and system? By the system? It, it, it's played. P l a y e d. Spell that for me, please. P l a y e d. Played. Please, please explain what you mean. Well. Everybody's upset right now by the, the Casey um, Anthony trial in Florida, there, right? Okay. I'm not upset by it. I don't know anything about it. Okay, well, you she's the one that supposedly killed her her three year old. Is that upset you, Mark? Are you upset by this? I, I, you know, I I think that she might have been guilty. It certainly looks suspicious to me. I, I, I agree with you 100. percent They didn't prove they didn't prove the case. But the people that got upset about it don't understand that she's she's 
she isn't even one percent, dude. Ninety-nine percent of cases are, are settled by plea bargains, and then sixty-six percent of felonies are found guilty. So she's like a a, a a tiny, tiny little portion. More coming up. Kramer, stick with us. We'll be back. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. WeUseCoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in and bring up what you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. You actually get to create the content on the website, should you like, uh, or you can just go and vote on it. Uh, see listeners uh, around the country, around the world, submit different show prep suggestions to the website, uh, whether it's a blog post or a news article or a YouTube video. You submit it and then others vote as to whether or not they like or dislike whatever it is that you've submitted. So the top story before the show tonight was the Libertarian Party of Florida basically uh, eschewing anarchists and uh, principled liberty-minded people. Yeah, I, from, saw, I, I saw that article. Yeah, from their ranks. And so you can influence that. You can go and vote on the different items there, and you can submit your own. So go to freetalklive.com, get interactive. For those of you just tuning in, we've been talking about everything from government school to the government military and now to the court system, the so-called justice system. Kind of come around full circle because we were talking about some of the justice system stuff in the uh, the first hour of the show. And uh, we've actually got Kramer, I think, still with us here listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. And Kramer, we've been talking about uh, market justice. Are you there with us? I am. Okay, great. So we were talking about market justice, and you were talking about how you couldn't really understand how the free market could handle something like this. And and I I could try to empathize. I can empathize with you because I was once uh, in that same position. It same was, here. It was very difficult for me to wrap my mind around this idea of removing the monopoly from this particular so-called service. And there's a great book called The Market for Liberty. It's at book.freekeen.com. You can download it there in PDF form or ebook form or in an audiobook form. And you can uh, you can get a lot of great ideas from this book. It was written actually in the 1970s, and I think it was really way ahead of its time because a lot of the things they described doing would uh, be a lot easier now with all the information technology we have uh, at our hands. But you described yourself as a conservative last hour. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Now, now, am I wrong to uh, to believe that conservatives understand how competition is a good thing? In certain situations. In certain situations. You know, um, let, let, me, let, me, let, me give you, let me give you an example. Okay. Let, me, let me give you an example. I own my own company. All right. Okay. I'm the guy that makes the decision. Yep. I have a group of people underneath me that work as a team. They help me make the right decision, but ultimately it's my decision to make. Okay. Right? So – if I start letting my guys make decisions about my company outside of my purview, what is going to end up happening to the company? It doesn't necessarily make it better because they don't have the same vision. They don't have the same work ethic. And trust me, they don't have the same work ethic. Sure, sure. You, know, you, you own your um, own business. Right. So, so 
I, I understand free market 100%. I don't see how it works in the justice system. Let me explain why. In particular with the justice system um, and, and government as a whole, is that as a society, we need somebody to go to. And let's say perfect example of, of your model. We go after a, um, a, a guy who does a crime. Who, how do I go shop for the best deal? Because am I going to have to pay up front to get this service rendered and then to go track him down and take care of him? Well, um, you know that there is there's a free market in bounty hunters in this country. I mean, people go out and they, uh, you know, they grab somebody and they'll bring them to, for justice. So that's, uh, you know, there there well, exists. That's not, the, that's not the that's not the true model of the bounty hunter. The bounty hunter is based on the fact that somebody has promised X amount of dollars up front, generally with a bond, whether that be cash or. Um, uh, the ownership of a house or, you know, property or so on that they put up as collateral. And they go out after that person in, in uh, lieu of that bounty that's not put, been put on, on, on them by the criminal themselves, not by society, not by the victim. It's you know, I understand where you're coming from, and there's all kind. I, I, I get where you're, what you're saying, but you do understand. I mean, you, you understand the plea bargaining system is a system that is contrary to dispensing justice. You understand that uh, the court systems are overloaded. You understand that the war on drugs uh, that uh, you know that the legislature has passed down to the courts. The courts are doing nothing um, in the area of freedom when it comes to the war on drugs. That and it's all because the uh, the, the system has you know you. You can say that it's salvageable, and I suppose that there's some argument to be made for that, but we'll never know because there's not any competition. If there was competition, then we might be able to figure something else out. And, you know, the courts are already using force. What you seem to be stuck on is, well, we can't use force without the government stepping no, 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 in. No, 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 no. See, but see that, that, you've got the government as an entity, and I think you said it earlier tonight, is that it's a group of people that make laws, and then they enact those laws by the power that they're given by those laws. So it's, it's only a group of people. The, the problem is, the problem with the government is, is that everybody views it as an entity, like it's this thing removed, and people just go to work every day, and the, the government is this, this machine that takes care of things. Well, it's, no, I view, it as a, I view it as what the happens, most successful let me, let me group of let organized let criminals no, in a given landmass. No, I think what ends up happening, and you know what, I, I, I agree that, that the, I, we do a lot of political work. And in that political work, let me see, I'll tell you, I've seen the inside workings of how the system works. And for, for most, all intents and purposes, it's not the most successful people that we have in Washington, trust me. Nope, nope by no stretch. They, they're, they're great salespeople. A lot of them are just great car salesmen that's, that have a nice suit. With that being said, it's still the best system that, that is in place that we, that we have. That's like saying you've got the best cancer, right, that's like dude. Two, that's like two people sitting in the hospital ward saying, hey, my kin- skin cancer is better than your lung cancer. <laughs> Look, the government justice system is a huge joke. It uh, is something that is almost impossible to reform. And bringing, exactly. bringing competition into the, the world of justice can only bring good things. Competition improves customer well, service. They, competition guys, improves the quality of products. Competition uh, brings prices down. Competition I, makes I, I things better. I agree with I agree with you. Where is it going to start? And what it's going to start with? Good is, question. How about you, New Hampshire? What, what, 
Let me ask you. It could. Yeah, because we're moving liberty-minded people here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. We're bringing people together who actually care about liberty, who are going to do something about it. And if any change is going to occur, it would seem to be where those people are. And Kramer, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I think he was thoughtful and insightful. I think we get uh, far too few of those calls. I would encourage him to call in on a a nightly basis. Uh, You know, I had a lot of these questions at one point in my life and i would really like to hear him more often yeah no i agree i think that just can't we just can't take up an hour right we've all come from uh somewhere that isn't where we are and we've uh, many of us have julia you came from the left mark and i came from the right for lack of a better lack of better terms and now you know i'm so far away from that old me that it's it's hard to empathize sometimes, but I think I thought that we you know, I didn't feel like we were mean with him or anything like that. Not mean with him, but you know I I, I think that we don't take it from the basics as often as we could. It, it and, would take for I mean it, it, this conversation could go on for hours indeed. and hours and hours. Indeed. It is not something that can be talked about in five minutes. Right, you really and have the to go. The justice system is sort of advanced stuff anyway. There's a lot of places that the government can be cut out of. Um, I mean, if you're if you're going to leave cops, courts, and roads in the purview of the government, the government will be cut down by 95% anyway. And I could get on board with that because I, I don't think that those things will be outside of the monopoly of government um, in my lifetime. But assuming that my lifetime is a normal span of a lifetime i mean you know changes in technology are changing all the time but to dismiss it out of hand to say that this is not possible that is what i have a problem with Mm. you don't know what the world's going to be like in 200 years i mean three or four hundred years ago puritans were killing quakers right here on american soil people that left the the homeland to get religious freedom were killing people that left the homeland to get religious freedom over religious freedom because they didn't believe that inside of one geographic area the two religions could exist Mm. to to suggest that you somehow know that the world's going to be like in 200 years is short-sighted and juvenile absolutely oh it's always going to be this way Right, I know what life's going to be like in 200 years. You don't have a clue what no, life's going to be like in 200 right. years. And I'm not saying that he was saying that. I'm just saying that there's people out there listening who are, you know, that's going through their mind. It went through my mind. I understand the experience. If there's one thing that's constant is that things change. Uh, it's just slow. It's, yeah. it's, it is brutally slow, the, the change. You know, that's for I'm, sure. looking, I'm looking at uh, the advances in technology. I'm seeing the way that uh, the, the t- science is making robot arms that people can move with their mind. Uh, people right now can move prosthetic arms with their mind. That means that they can move prosthetic bodies with their mind. How long before they take your brain and stick it in a robot body? How long before they can take your brain, upload it on the Internet? Right now, you're, the immortal people exist right now. They're here. They just haven't been made immortal yet. It's probably sooner than you think, the answer to that question. Right, so the world's going to change. 800-259-9231. That much you can count on. 1-800-259-9231. Take control. This is Free Talk Live. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try? There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A -a pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. This 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial in toll-free. The number for you, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are free. The webcam is one of them. It was down and out last night. It was having some technical difficulties, but it's back. Uh, still kind of tweaking things, but it's there, and it's at cam.freetalklive.com. And there's also a chat room built into the same page, so you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. If you're watching the cam during the last segment, you saw me walk out of the studio at one point. That's because the police were at our, our front door uh, here tonight, delivering a love letter from the city of Concord, uh, where I will be going to court over a parking ticket, apparently, next month. Sir, That'll not be next good month, use next week. Time. Next week. Yeah, so I've never been to Court and Concord before. I guess we're going to find out what that's like. And uh, so anyway, that's where I went to during the the last segment. Uh, Cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch that. You know that cigarettes will kill you. They're one of the leading causes of death in the world. And you've probably been thinking about these e-cigarettes and thinking about giving them a try. They're a much healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Listen to um, to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. That's just by trying these e-cigarettes and using them. So you already start being richer, feeling better, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 of these uh, cardamizers with the coupon code FTL, and they'll give you a free starter kit. Also, there's free shipping on orders of $60 or more. And you know, you've tried one of these uh, th- these things out, uh, Ian. Both of us have tried them. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah, it's kind of cool. The uh, the cardamizers we have have zero milligrams of uh, of nicotine in them, but they're still kind of it's kind of interesting. It's tasty. Yeah, it's cherry flavor. Cherry flavor. They have a cherry and vanilla in that that flavor. But there's a lot more flavors in the nicotine varieties. Because oh, really? those are the ones that sell, yeah, right? Sure. sure. <laughs> you know, who buys buy? e-cigarettes to? Uh, well, I guess, right, we were talking about this last night. The reason why you would buy the Zero is because you've been working down. So you start with the full nicotine and then, or the half nicotine or whatever. You just kind of cut down the nicotine levels, and then over time you get to Zero, and then you keep doing it because you're still used to the, the motion of your hand, yeah. the fixation around that, until you can finally wean yourself off of that habit. I encourage any cigarette smokers, encourage you to try uh, e-cigarettes. Uh, go to vapors, Vaporsmiths.com. I don't see how you can go wrong it's, with it. Vapor, yeah, vaporsmiths.com. Here's their a telephone number. If you don't have, uh, if if you don't have internet access, it's eight five five two get vapor. Again, it's eight five five two get vapor. Vaporsmiths.com. Toll free number eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That allows you to get in touch with us about what you want. Let's talk to Eddie Free calling from Washington D.C. Eddie, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey guys, how are you all tonight? Hey, great, Eddie. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'll tell you, you had mentioned uh, the market for liberty. After reading that a few times, it's quite difficult to go back to being a status. Mm. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, no, I was calling about um, tomorrow there's a chance for everyone to do a little bit of civil disobedience. Um, tomorrow is National Run Red Light Day. Oh, no. And <laughs> And so, you know, the state trusts us with the vehicle. They give us permission to drive on their roads. Um, but they don't trust us to pass through a red light safely, which is just completely ridiculous in and of itself. So um, I just wanted to encourage everyone that, uh, you know, maybe you don't want to go out and get arrested by the police or maybe you don't want to wear a hat in court or, or whatnot, but 
but you can do this. You can, you can look safely to the left and to the right and make sure that there's no vehicles coming, make sure there's no camera, and uh, just, just pass through that light like, like, like you're a free person, like you're a free man or woman. I do that every day. It's a good feeling. I don't drive every single day, but I've, I've done it often enough. I've done it within the last week. I run the red lights all the time. I don't stop for stop signs. If it's safe to do so, I'm right. a safe driver, but... You know, the, the, uh, what's, it can be so irritating. You're out late at night. You're sitting at a, a red turn signal. It's two in the morning. It's two o'clock. There's no reason in the world for you to be sitting here. No one's around. And you're just following lights as if that has something to do with keeping someone safe. You know, I don't even think most cops enforce that. Frankly, they may pull you over to find out whether or not you're drunk. But I don't think they'll, generally, I suspect most of them won't give you tickets because they know that it's stupid. Eddie? Yeah, well, I mean, according to some reports, I mean, we we spend uh, six months out of our lifetime sitting there waiting at red lights. Jeez. And, yeah, and 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 I run through them, you know, quite often, you know, if it's clear, and and just as long as I'm I'm not going to hurt anybody, uh, I think it's just fine. And uh, and I just wanted to encourage your listeners to. Uh, Go ahead and do their own little uh, civil disobedience tomorrow. That six-month st- statistic is pretty staggering, but especially so if you take it and you multiply it out times, oh, I don't know, 300 million people or whatever, then how many hours are we talking about? I mean, that's a, that's a lot of wasted, possibly productive time that people are just sitting being obedient. Yeah, well, add that to uh, the amount of time you stand in line at the DMV, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a it's thing. Hey, Eddie, anything else you want to share tonight? Uh, that's it, Ian, and uh, great show tonight, and uh, y'all have a good one, guys. Thanks for Thanks. the call, dude. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Actually, uh, speaking of Eddie Free, he's again up there in D.C. We were talking about the uh, the D.C. Jefferson dance parties that have been happening over the last uh, couple months. And what happened on the 4th of July on Independence Day, there were police checkpoints up, apparently, throughout Washington, D.C. As people were walking from place to place, they were being uh, waylaid by the police. They were having their bags searched and uh, their persons questioned and their ID demanded of them. And I guess uh, our former co-host Meg was uh, down there and experiencing this, and she had her video camera. She has put together a couple of videos at her YouTube channel, which is The Freedom Movement, all run together as one word. I haven't had a chance to watch them yet. I'm going to and likely post them over at freekeen.com for those of you who haven't seen them yet. But they were telling us about them in detail on the radio, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, the video footage of the police state in Washington, D.C. on of the most ironic of all days, uh, Independence Day. So that's still to come over at freekeen.com, 800-259-9231. Let's continue, though, with you and your thoughts and go to Tay-Tay calling in Kentucky. Tay-Tay, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, hello? Tay-Tay, go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, uh, well, I recently got a speeding ticket, so I'll fill you on the parking ticket, in. Uh It sucks. Pay $176. Well, I'm not going to pay. I'm going to go to court, and then I will refuse to pay whatever the fine is, and I may go to jail. But uh, I wanted to get in on the discussion a little bit earlier about, um, like y'all were talking about, like singularity, or, or like you were talking about like, technological progress. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I don't. I want to challenge the idea that like we can never have like a best possible system because I don't even think that like. I mean, the technology, you know, it's it's accelerating at such a rapid rate right now, such a rapid pace that, you know, like even like a narco capitalism or whatever, like maybe 
you know, that won't even, like, it'll be even better than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe we'll all be like a, you know, like a collective mind. Like, it's not like, you know, maybe it doesn't just end with the individual. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, I see where you're coming from. And I think that there's, uh, I think there's a good possibility something like that might be possible. I don't know how soon it will be, but. See, the thing is, is the singularity might not just be like a machine or something like that. It might be like a new drug. Well, I see where you're coming from. Uh, thanks for the call tonight. We're kind of losing your uh, connection there. But the singularity, as I understand it, is the point at which the technology becomes basically eclipses hum- humanity. I mean, maybe I'm not describing it exactly right. We'll come back. We can talk about more yeah, about the singularity about here in a moment. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want and dial in at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the site at freetalklive.com. You get the last week's worth on the top of the front page of the site, and then if you click into the archive section that takes you all the way back to late 2006, all of it is free at freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. As we continue with you and your calls and thoughts, Tommy is on the line in Alabama listening to WBHP. Tommy, go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, guys. Great show. Hey there. Great work. Keep it up. What's on your mind, Tommy? Yeah, I'm a steel erector, and... Uh, the company I work for, this has been several years back, 2007 or somewhere. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Sound fine. Okay. I'm on a cell phone. Excuse me. Uh, anyway, the company sent me to a job in Hannibal, Missouri. I guess it's about 100 miles north of St. Louis. I probably smoked pot 40, 45 years. And um, one day, I stayed in an apartment. that had like 10 apartments in it, five downstairs, two, five upstairs. I was buying pot from the guy across the hall from me. Mm-hmm. I play I play a lot of MLB baseball on my PlayStation 3, and it makes a lot of rock and roll music as the batters come up in between bats. So right. I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there playing baseball, smoking a joint. I hear the door knocking. Well, I think it's the guy next door coming to smoke a joint and play baseball. Uh-oh. Well, open the door. Yeah, I'm holding a burning joint in my hand. So I open the door, and it's the freaking Hannibal cops. Oh boy. So yeah. So to make a long story short, anyway, I lived about three blocks down the street from the police station. There was about a foot and a half of snow on the ground. So he took me down to the police station, drove me, never did handcuff or anything, got the bag of weed. It was like maybe two, two and a half grams at mm-hmm. the most. So we uh, fingerprinted me and all this type of stuff, but they never did arrest me. And uh, he said, well, I'm going to turn this over to the district attorney to see if they want to prosecute well, about three weeks, nothing ever happened, so I thought it was blowed over. Well, one Saturday, I happened to be off working here because I was city police. Well, one Saturday, I was off working here, come the county sheriff, knocking on my door, had a subpoena, summons, or whatever, to go to court. 
So it kind of freaked me out. I told my boss. I didn't mention nothing about the pot. I just said I got in trouble for a noise ordinance. I was mm-hmm. violating their noise ordinance, keep, mm-hmm. trying to keep it straight. So anyway, I told him I had to get an attorney. I was going to try and beat this in court. So I didn't know that much about law, so, and I'm not from that town. So I'm riding down the road looking for a lawyer's office. I find one. I go in there, find this criminal defense attorney. And I walked in there, and that told him what had happened. And he said, yeah, I'll represent you. I know the prosecutor. Me and him are good buddies. We fish together. Everything would be all right. So I stated to him, I said, look, buddy, the kind of work I do, they send me all over the country. I'll be going to California here in a couple months. So I don't want your piss test, and I don't want to be signed up reporting to y'all every month for probation. Mm-hmm. So if you could get me, if I, if you could get me a fine, that's fine. I told him how much money I'd give him for the two grams. Right. And he said, well, I, I think we can work things out. So he charged me eight hundred dollars for that to represent me in court. So I gave him eight hundred dollars. And he sent me a court date. I, I take off work that day to go to court. He don't show up. Oh, no. God. No, no, I am serious, guys. He does not show up. So so I'm sitting there from like 7.30 in the morning till lunchtime. They had done seen everybody. They never did call my name. So finally I went up and asked the bailiff. I said, buddy, I got a court date here today. My attorney's not here. Some guy come over, he, he told me he was uh, my attorney's partner or something and all this. And uh, anyway, to make this story as long, but to make it short, they set me another court date. So I go to court. He showed up this time. He got me 10 days in jail. And I said, well, buddy, I'll lose my job with 10 days in jail. Can you maybe get them on weekends? So he went and talked to the prosecutor, and sure enough, yeah, they gave me weekends. Well, the first weekend, I had to be there at 8 o'clock on Friday night. I get out at 8 o'clock Sunday night. So I go report to the jail. They don't have any record of me supposed to be there. Oh, man. Just a bureaucratic I'm, nightmare. I'm serious. This really happened. You're guys. doing everything that they're telling you to, like show up They at can't the even court. keep their pe- paperwork straight. But this is the best system in the world. Yeah. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. Good story. You know, Over we were, two grams of pot. We were way. talking about the singularity in the last segment. Oh, thanks for And I think reminder, we really yeah. need to uh, touch back on to that because a lot of people have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. The singularity is a term for uh, a moment in time when humans and uh, uh, you know machines kind of fuse in sort of a oneness now now i can't go beyond that i'm just a you know i'm just a person talking on the radio i don't i'm not an expert in this or anything like that but there's a lot of things that are everybody would agree that um you know smartphones are kind of like having a second brain on your hip you know uh, a lot of people carrying these things around they have a lot of information at their fingertips that they didn't previously have a few decades ago if i'm at a restaurant and i need to know what it's in a sauce it Google it. Yep. Yeah, you, can, you can look it right up. Yep. If you've got a peanut allergy, you could, I mean, you know, it changes your life. There's no doubt. Um, there's also situations where, uh, you know, people are using prosthetic ear devices, hearing aids. This is the mold, m- melding of man and machine. People, you know, having arms that they can now move. This happens. This is happening, folks. Um, arm that you can move with your brain, a hand with fingers that you can move with your brain. If you can do that today, then in you know, a short decade, there you'll be able to move a body with your brain. And go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, I pulled up the Wikipedia definition of uh, technological singularity. It refers to the hypothetical future emergence of greater than human intelligence. So I, th- I think that the actual definition is where computer intelligence reaches, essentially becomes equivalent to human intelligence, and then 
what happens beyond that is really exciting. Because I think that's supposed to be really soon. The computer intelligence beats human intelligence. It's probably going to be. I mean, it's already the next... they're already whooping our butts in chess and Jeopardy. What do you want? Well, no, but there's they don't have artif- they don't have real artificial intelligence in that they you know there's they don't have feelings yet. Uh, they can't empathize with you. Uh, so there there's a lot to go as far as artificial intelligence is concerned. But the idea would basically be that at that point, at the point of the singularity, the computers no longer need us. The computer could then upgrade itself. The computer could then program its next version. The computer could then program its, you know, the robot could then create its next body. That kind of thing. Where, you know, oh yeah, you humans are great, but, you know, we're fine now. And that's when <laughs> they right. turn on us. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, this is, this is the dystopian future that uh, some people look at. But who knows? Maybe we are just the larval phage, phase of a machine race. Let's continue here. Say? If you want to learn more about it, Ray Kurzweil is a fairly popular proponent yes. of this particular theory. I, however, am holding out for the robot body and the computer brain and which my, uh, you know, uh, my, my personality is uh, taken, taken and put in. I think it's interesting. There's lots of questions. But, you know, and if you don't like it, if it makes you uncomfortable, just remember that the alternative is death. You could just, yeah, you could die. Uh, but there will be upgrades and things like that to your body that will become available as well. You will essentially be able to become a... Uh, a bi- was a bionic person, I suppose. Would that be the right term? A cyborg. Cyborg, cyborg that's cyborg, it. Cyborg, yeah. All right, so let's continue with Travis in West Virginia. Travis, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. How goes it, guys? Hey, Travis, what's on your mind tonight? Not too much, man. I think I need a little bit of uh, what that last guy was smoking. <laughs> you're in West Virginia. It can't be that hard to find. <laughs> no doubt about that. There's plenty of pills. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, keep, go ahead with what's, uh, what's on your mind tonight. Well, uh, I'm kind. I'm an ardent libertarian. I'm a founder of Students for Liberty down here at Concord University, and uh, I am a member of the Free State Project. But I am torn Great. on an issue. All right. Uh, coal mining is big in this state, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, coal companies run a lot of things around here. But you know, the thing there's an issue of surface mining, which gets into uh, water supplies and damages people's health in the community. I-, I was just seeing if you could put this issue in perspective for me from a free market, you know. Uh, point of view and and how would you get around uh an issue like this from a free market point of view well anytime somebody's damaged us. in the marketplace right is, uh, this, is this about fracking i just want to make sure i'm, I'm clear no it's, it's, it's not mining. really fracking it's surface mining where they blow the tops off of mountains and it it, it uh causes mudslides and uh, are you going to break well we'll tell you what hang on we'll bring you back here in a moment we can talk about this uh Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's essentially an environmental question yes. you know, about a, about pollution and how would the marketplace handle that. And I think uh, Dr. Mary Ruard has a good suggestion. We can come back and talk more. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Only moments remain. Maybe enough time for you and your thoughts. This is Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Maybe enough time for you if you're on the line right now. If you didn't make it in on the lines tonight, well, try back tomorrow night. We can do this thing every single night during the week. And you can, of course, get more over at freetalklive.com. Also, we moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, as we mentioned earlier tonight. You can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about the Free State Project. It's a movement of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all converging to the same place. New Hampshire was chosen. Hundreds have made the move thus far. Over 11,000 people 
are currently pledged to make the move. We need to reach that. We need to make that number twenty thousand. And Mark, you've got a plan to help get from eleven to twenty thousand. Right. The Free State Project uh, has been, you know, it's it's an idea that's been around for nearly a decade now, and we've gotten eleven thousand signers of the statement of intent. But at the rate at which we have been proceeding along recently, it'll take until twenty twenty six to get our. 20,000 number that we're looking for. I don't want it to take that long. I want it to be done in 12 months. And if you're as frustrated as I am about this 20,000 number, but you don't know how to get the Free State Project's number moved along, it's difficult to get your family and friends signed up, I've got a plan. That plan is to get liberty-minded individuals to uh, you know, go and make telephone calls and petition in public areas for signers the Free State Project. We've already gotten dozens and dozens of signers so far. I pay these activists for their time, and I need you to sponsor some signers. The Free State Project currently pays $100 per signer in advertising. I get them for $35. So go to freestatenow.com and sponsor one, three, or ten signers, please. It's freestatenow.com. You will get your signer. I guarantee it if I have to do it personally. So we'll continue with Travis in West Virginia. Travis, you're uh, you're working in the coal mining business down there, and there's a particular phenomenon that results in uh, the possibility of polluting other people's property. And you were wondering about how the, the marketplace, the free market, might handle something like that. Is that pretty much a recap? Yes, I, I'm not working in the coal mines, but I, I'm I'm pretty familiar with uh, what goes on. Is that me or you? That beeping? I don't hear a beeping, so it must be you. Uh, maybe your phone is dying. So, uh, but, but what was the process called again? Like where you blow up mountaintops and there's avalanches? Yes, there, there's there's an issue with uh, mountaintop removal. They uh, they don't go underground and mine. They blow up the tops of mines and uh, get the coal out that way, and it causes mudslides and horrible chemicals get into people's water supplies and mm. uh you know it'll cause cancer and a bunch of other deadly diseases how would the free market uh take care of something like that without you know uh, government intervention well, uh, question. You, you know i mean this this comes to sort of uh you know this is a, a civic a civil issue essentially somebody is aggressing on your property whether they're you know pumping noxious gases whether they're uh destroying you know fracking underneath there and sending gases up up through your property whether they're you know doing whatever they're, they you know they've they've opened up a uh a, a bullhorn factory next door to you all these things are intrusions on your property obviously there's a there's a sort of a medium uh you know you can't buy a property next to say a racetrack and then expect all expect peace and quiet um but at the same time yeah i mean somebody can aggress upon your property that those people should be required to make you whole in fact it's always been governments that have protected businesses and i think it was about the time of the magna carta that i think it was orchards uh you know people were wanting some kind of uh, you know remedy from the court system having to do with orchards in some way poisoning other properties some it was something to do with the nature of orchards and i'm not sure exactly what it was but the court systems the, the king basically gave uh, you know a dispensation to everybody who had an or- orchard ah they're allowed to pollute like this. Screw you, people. Mm-hmm. And this is essentially same thing with corporations yeah, today. You know, it's it's so difficult, right? Corporations can basically do this. They ask that they get they get the approval for the government, and then they can pollute away. There's nothing you can do about it. The court system is so convoluted, so Byzantine, so messed up, so useless that you can't even the average person can't file against a big co- company and win. 
Why? Because it's the government. The government rewards its friends and punishes its enemies. Right. In a, in a free market world uh, where people are actually responsible for their actions, where corporations or co- corporations wouldn't exist, uh, you'd have companies, you'd have businesses where those businesses were liable for what they did, unlike corporations, which many are limited liability companies. Uh, these folks would be liable, and co- companies would know that if they made a mistake, if they screwed up somebody's property and they poisoned something or polluted something, that they would have to clean it up. They would be much more cautious about what it is that they did, and if they did make that mistake, then they would be held liable, and their insurance company would likely step in uh, to make the the victim whole, and then they would have to uh, you know settle up with uh, with their insurer or whoever was providing them with that insurance, and it, might, it would make them a lot it would make it a lot more difficult for them to become insured on into the future and uh, they if they had to pay out a huge settlement then it would make it more difficult for them to compete with their competition because they'd have to likely raise their prices of their products in order to attempt to uh, you know to make that money back which would make it more difficult for them to compete with their more responsible competitors so to speak there's a lot more detail in uh, Mary Ruart's book healing our world which I highly recommend you can get that uh, for free over at book com and I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. She really does a great job in addressing environmental issues and like uh, animal extinction and other issues like uh, like that in much more of a detailed manner than we can do right here because we've got to continue with your calls. Mac, listening in Delaware to WGMD FM. Hello, Mac. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey, how are you guys doing? Mac. How's everybody doing? This great. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, um, about twenty years ago, I used to receive a newspaper and. Uh, it was pretty much back in the day. It was uh, considered almost underground, and I believe it came out of uh, Idaho or Oregon. And uh, what it was is it was it was um, it was really it was an informational paper, and it also gave you uh, educational material. Where, um, for example, one of the things that these guys were doing was uh, they, they would uh, not volunteer into uh, the driver's license system. Mm-hmm. So they, they would drive, and uh, the same thing with uh, automobiles. They wouldn't get plates and uh, registration and all that, and they, they would get pulled over by their local police, and they, they would the police would ticket them, and they'd have to go to court. And they, they these guys were winning cases hand over fist time and time again because, you know, they, they would convict them, but what they did was they would continue to go up the ladder into the uh, judicial system until they got to the higher courts that really understood uh, the basics of the Constitution, and uh, being that they didn't volunteer, they weren't subject to uh, these rules and regulations. So your claim and is that once they got up to the higher courts, the higher courts would find them not guilty? M- many times, yeah. yeah. It was always the lower courts that... Uh, that would convict them. Well, that's a, that's an interesting uh, it's an interesting story. I mean, I'd be more I'd be more interested to see if these people are still doing that today and how it's going for them because it doesn't seem to me like the higher courts really know much about freedom or the Constitution or care uh, about those issues. But I'd love to see those success stories because I support freedom to travel advocates. I mean, those people that are out there, I've done some of it myself, um, but I'm not willing to pay $180 to appeal to the Supreme Court. I don't want them to get any of my money. So basically, that that pretty much cuts me out of being able to go up the chain like that because I'm not all. I'm also not willing to fill out their financial affidavit, giving them all my uh, personal financial information in order to beg them uh, to waive their hundred eighty dollar filing fee. That's how it is here in right. New Hampshire, at least. 
Right, right. And and that, and that, that's what I'm trying to find out because it, what happened was this, this is back in the day of uh, Randy Weaver and uh, Ruby Ridge. Okay, so that is a while back. I can tell you that right up here in New Hampshire, we actually have one of the folks that listens to this show, Rich Angel, what, uh, was in court recently for uh, for some sort – I think it was driving without a, a license. And he did go through district court and was found guilty, and he did say he intended to appeal it. So it should be interesting to see here in 2011 uh, how a case like that goes with somebody who has been studying this. Rich Angel is somebody who has – he came from Montana, and he kind of came from that same kind of viewpoint of uh, you know he has the freedom to travel. He doesn't have to ask anybody's permission to go from point A to point B as a free human being, and he's not going to. And he's willing to uh, to go all the way with this. So we'll keep you in the loop as to what happens, and thanks for the call, Matt. We appreciate it. Let's talk to David, listening also in Delaware to WGMD-FM. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. I wanted to uh, – last night you guys were talking about ways to get out of the military. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a situation that I, at the time I thought was very unfortunate. I had been uh, deployed to Somalia, and I was engaged, and so it was a pretty quick and rapid deployment. Um, so my fiancé um, – I left power of attorney to my fiancé. And by the time I got back, I was uh, – unbeknownst to me, she had written a lot of bad checks uh, for my checking account. Those turned into about four warrants for my arrest. Um, So I was arrested, which uh, (sighs) once I went to court and everything, everything was cleared up, and it was a misunderstanding and this, that, and the other. But anyway, Mm -hmm. during this process, I got kicked out of the military. I um, was given um, a a court-martial. Why? Which basically – financial problems. I don't understand. Their financial problems or yours? Well, it was based on having warrants, a bad check. I had an overzealous uh, commander that uh, I was basically a – I was an Army Ranger, uh, but I was sent to Forces Command um, after I had – So write some bad checks, get taken to court, and you get kicked out of the military? I received a – a general discharge. I wish we had more time for your story, man, but we are out of time for tonight. If you like telling us more, you're welcome to do it tomorrow. It has been Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join you tomorrow again at freetalklive.com. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though, it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.